Welcome to the Self-Care Project podcast, where we talk about all things health and wellness. As coaches, moms, and athletes, we share what has worked for us and our clients, as well as our struggles. We are passionate about being real as women, moms, and professionals, and helping others live healthy lives through sustainable habits. Our mission is to help more people see self-care is not selfish. All right. Hey, you guys, this is Stacey, and I'm here with my co-host, Casey. We're the Self-Care Project podcast. And today we are talking about ways to improve your mental health. Um, guys, this is a big one and none of these are going to surprise you, I'm sure, but let's take some time to take a look at them anyways. Uh, the first one I have, how many of these did I have, Casey? Um, I had six I of six. these that just, just doing a little bit of research and digging on the internet, like what is, what are people, um, you know, saying that we need. And one of the things that comes to us having a conversation with a coworker day before yesterday, and I kind of got stuck in an awkward conversation about religion, but I was like, <laughs> you know, spirituality really is like a fundamental human need. Right. And so when we're talking about some of these things that are meant to improve your mental health. Some of these are really just fundamental needs of humans. Uh, the, the first one that I have is to relax and reduce stress. And so what does this even mean? Right? Like if, if that was possible just to be that simple, we would probably all do it. Right. So for me, this kind of means just being okay with being still and y'all that is freaking hard so let me tell you there are only so many hours in the day and there's so much to get done but i've kind of started playing around with my time a little bit and trying to find a routine that makes me feel the best for for everybody out there who's listening don't be afraid to do a little trial and error here um i i right now i'm playing around with my free time a lot right so i don't know do i want to get up early do i not want to get up early do i want to go to the gym in the morning do i want to go to the gym in the evening and you know that's, um, that's giving me that time to prioritize things like, do I want to get up early in the mornings and do some meditation? Or do I want to grab my, my coffee and run out the door to the gym? Like what is serving me best right now? Yeah, this one is definitely sometimes easier said than done. I, I kind of feel like when, you know, if you go to the doctor and you you're high stress, you know, the doctor's like, you just got to relax. You got to figure out a way to relax. I, almost want to categorize that as like the husband who tells his wife to calm down. It's like, like mansplaining for doctors. <laughs> it's like, um, it's not probably the most effective approach. Right. Uh, but for me, it's, this is one where it really kind of depends on what's going on. So there are sometimes today was a prime example of that, where I was able to come home after the girl's morning swim and I made myself a list of what I wanted to get done today, as far as like cleaning and laundry and things like that. And I went through that list and I have a load of clothes on my couch that I still have to fold before I go to bed. But that has been something when I get in the zone for that kind of cleaning and that sort of laundry situation, especially like that actually is very relaxing to me. That calms me because right. it slows my brain down and I'm not, I'm really able to focus on those tasks that I know are also setting up my environment in order for me to be able to relax whenever I do sit down on the couch or whatever it is, instead of my mind on all of the things that I need to get done, I made a list and you check it off and you feel accomplished. And then I can sit and relax. And like, my mind is it's probably the moments where my mind is for sure 
the absolute slowest that it normally runs. <laughs> right. You've got, you have that surge of dopamine, right? You get that dopamine and those endorphins from checking those things off, from feeling accomplished. And who doesn't feel good when they accomplish something that they know one was either going to be difficult or, you know, even if it's not anything difficult, it's just like, oh, I had all these things to do today and I got them done and crushed it. And then I, I always feel like when that happens that I am way more inclined to be able to sit down and relax and read a book or do whatever, which like I said, or I was telling you earlier, Casey, I think I've read like six books in the last two weeks. I don't know. <laughs> just this, I need to make some breaths. Um, <laughs> anyhow, so again, kind of on the same lines of the dopamine here, um, number two was find ways to learn and be creative. I, this is such an interesting thing. And to be honest, I kind of feel like creative hobbies are the first thing to go when you're slaving away at, at life, right? Housework, being mom, taxi, all of those things. So I like to think about like, what were the things that you used to do? And I, you know, was it listening to listening to music? Was it playing music? Was it doing art? Was it sketching? Was it anything like that? Or is there something that you want to learn to do? Have you been wanting to learn another language? Have you, I, apparently it is very, it would be very smart for me to learn Spanish at this point. Um, <laughs> I'm like, sorry, yeah. Japanese, it's going to have to take a back burner. I live in, and I live South of Florida. <laughs> I need to learn some Spanish. Um, so, so those things, and there's so many great resources for that stuff. Uh, even everything from adult coloring books all the way to, you know, Duolingo and stuff like that to help. Yeah. I actually put Duolingo on my phone uh, last week because I'm trying to get us prepared for our next move, but ask me mm -hmm. how many times I've used it. <laughs> um, but <laughs> working on that schedule, but this is one actually where I'm, this is probably an area where it's got me really enjoying actually homeschooling because there, I was not, I did not have an appreciation for history and things like that. Whenever I was a kid, I feel like you either really enjoy history when you're going through, you know, primary education, K through 12, or you just don't. And I just, I just didn't. And now I'm at this stage of my life where I, history is really important. And so I spent a lot of time learning because I read to my kids a lot and we're going through some really early history stuff. And it's actually been really fun to go back and read some of these stories and to be able to like the curriculum that we use is very much like it's very literacy based. It's, you know, living books versus textbooks. And so it's really fun to read some of these stories and stuff. I need to figure out ways to read books for myself because I do spend a lot of time reading with my kids. So it's hard to make that time, but this is something where I, I love it. And we are, we are hopefully going to try to uh, learn a new language maybe and do some other stuff, but this is probably the area where it really makes me love homeschool because we get to do whatever, you know, science uh, on Friday yesterday was painting the solar system because William was home and when he's home, nothing gets done the way that it's supposed to. So that was how we did that. We worked fine motor skills by using the paintbrush and talked about the solar system. And, uh, yeah. you know, so we're just able to, to pivot a lot. And that's been really, it's been a really good 
I think, um, dynamic for our family. You know, and I feel like, uh, you know, when I was in school, everything was kind of, and then I don't know how you felt like as an adult going to college or how you felt in high school, but a lot of times, especially being ADD, it's all about like getting through it. Right. And so I don't feel like I, when it came to history and things like that, that were memorization that I didn't just memorize it to get a good grade on the test and then move on. Like I had to dump it out to make room for something else or just being type A, especially like trying to take on harder classes, trying to take on more classes, taking college classes while you're in high school, like those types of things. I feel like I literally was just trying to get through stuff. So there, there never was any time spent actually trying to learn and understand some of the stuff that I didn't think that I needed to learn and understand like statistics. I needed to learn and understand that to move through the class. But for history, I didn't necessarily need to learn and understand U.S. history at that time to be able to get a good grade on, you know, a a test or something later. And I think that going back and homeschooling between understanding things and being able to explain them to your kids and then also like having that time to be creative. Whereas I might not have always taken time to do that because I was just trying to get through stuff. So would you have really taken time, you know, in a regular school environment to start a project and complete it, especially something that may take all day long. Right. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. just having that uninterrupted work time, which is really hard for us as adults, And being ADD, having that interrupted time when we're like, oh, I can only work on this in small chunks of time. That's really hard for us to come back to. And I imagine (laughs) that we're not, I'm not the only adult with ADD that, you know, struggles with that, like finding room to be creative and have projects and that are substantial because I don't ever want to go back and complete them. Mm-hmm. We, we, we've talked about this a lot where the follow through, right? The, the idea of fairies, everything's like when I envision stuff, how like, whether it's school or even right now, like getting prepared for summer and the structure that I want of how I want that to look. I mean, I'm hoping for the best because <laughs> I have, I mean, it's like, I, being in this stage of life and self-management with a recent, you know, again, ADD, with and and listening to even that like understanding how long like with school and trying to make these adjustments for my own kids it's like it's been really it's it's been a really big learning experience for me across the board so but yeah I think it's getting sometimes it's just like we have to take a step back and look at how we want to be creative look at the things that we things that we really want to do and not things that we need to get done. But really this, I feel like goes in the want category, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, create a list, like put everything on it that you would ever want to do and then pick one. And if that's not the one, then pick another one, you know, but shifting that from what you shifting it out of the need column into the want column for, for this, I think is really important. Right. Exactly. Um, all right. So number three, I feel like we could talk about that forever. (laughs) Um, so number three was to spend time in nature. Um, go for a walk. You guys like it's really, a lot of people are talking right now about the importance of setting your circadian rhythms 
and getting out, getting that sunlight in the early morning and having that set you up for, you know, for your body to cue into what time it is and you're saying, you know, for your body to produce serotonin and sleep well and like the whole cycle. Right. And so getting up and getting that, that sudden vitamin D in the mornings is really, really good, but it's also good just to get out and to be in nature, to be unplugged. Um, but just go for a hike, go for a walk, do something in Japan, they call it nature bathing. And it's a thing. It's really a thing with, you know, older retired people where they do a lot of hiking and stuff like that. So hiking has for a long time been considered the, the old man sport in Japan. And it's so funny to see all of the, the, you know, older, the little old people who are just hiking on up the mountain and it doesn't matter, but they're just smoking people and just they're just gone. Right. <laughs> I'm like, how yeah. can you do this? My, I think my kids are huffing and puffing on the side. They're crying. They want to go home. Um, and then here's, you know, 80 year old grannies just plowing up the hill. It's great. Um, but it, this is a great time to also unplug, which is, which is nice. And, you know, unplugging allows us to get out of that consumption mode where we're just, we just continue to consume things and when we are always consuming someone else's content or someone else's thoughts, it doesn't allow us to really have our own thoughts to process things. And we're just moving from one blip on the screen to the other. So having that time to unplug, leave your phone at home. <laughs> um, I promise anybody's going to, who's going to call you or message you in that 20 minutes can wait. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, leave it behind, get outside. It's peaceful. It's calming. It's relaxing. It lets you reset. Trixie and I have been doing this, um, in the mornings and in the evenings, we go for nice long walks and it really just kind of, you know, especially like getting up at sunrise, going for a walk, which is not possible for everybody. Uh, but also having that evening walk, just to kind of wind down, getting those steps in, allowing your food to digest all of those things. It's great. Yeah, we actually put in um, a garden in our backyard this year, and that was something that we have found, we have just found a lot of joy in that. And you know, the kids want to go out and water it, and even just sitting out on the back patio in the morning time when it's kind of quiet, still there's not a lot of people up. It's been so nice. It's made that experience just being outside on the back patio so much more enjoyable because it's, you know, I've got, we've got vegetables growing and I've got an herb tower and uh, I'm going through like a caterpillar genocide right now. Cause like, I've got this one plant that they just keep coming back to. And I'm like, stay off my cucumbers. But, <laughs> but that, and like for me too, and it's probably one of the things that I miss, we lived off base for a while and we were very close to the water and I really, the beach is my happy place when it comes to unplugging, relieving stress, and not, I don't want to get in the water. Like, I just want to walk beside it. I want to maybe put my feet in it a little bit. I just want to like, listen to the rhythmic sounds of the ocean and just sit in that moment and sit in that sunshine. And that is something that I have truly missed. Um, the kids are already asking this summer if we can go to the beach. And so, um, but finding those places, you know, I never, we grew up, I mean, I grew up in the middle of the country. So like landlocked, never, I didn't even see the ocean till I was an adult. Right. And it's just, 
it's a really, really peaceful place for me. And so if you have found those places or those things that have really allowed you to kind of just reconnect with yourself and with nature and hold on to those and prioritize those. Yeah. Get your coffee or your tea, Casey, and just close your eyes and turn the water hose on while you're watering your plants. Um, okay. So let's move on to number four. So number four is connecting with others. Um, this one is really hard for me right now. Um, and you know, connecting with other humans and connecting with people really is a fundamental, fundamental need for humans. We need to be connected to other people. Um, I, I kind of hate the feeling of moving to, I, I love hate. I love new beginnings. This is totally the seven in me that is like adventure. Let's go on adventure. Let's do new things and meet new people and have a whole new place to explore. However, it's the, the feeling of being really displaced and lonely. Um, but it does force you to get outside of your comfort zone. It's forcing me to find ways to get out of my comfort zone and meet new people. And it's really hard being still in the military community, but not necessarily a part of it. So I, I am a part of it, but on a, on a different civilian side this time. And, and it is very, very much different being here than it is being on an overseas base where you walk into like Insta friends. <laughs> um, and if you're, you know, if you're in the military community, Casey, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's the Insta friends. You walk into spouse groups, you walk into you know, the same people you see that I would see in the gym, I'd see in the grocery store. It's just not like that here. Um, but some, some tips instead of me just pouting about it. Um, so some tips instead of just sitting around, uh, lying around reading my books and walking my dog, um, so showing up to social things, things that interest you. I, I went to, I joined a CrossFit gym. You guys know that, you know, it's no secret that fitness is my jam, but, um, CrossFit is always known for having a really good community of people and I'm meeting people who have similar interests. The other thing that I have been interested in getting involved in is they have a, a local master swim team, which I've done before. There's always meet great people and stuff like that. You know, find some kind of philanthropic thing that you want to be involved in, volunteer in your community. But those are all great ways to meet people when you don't have a built in social network to connect you with other people. Yeah, this is actually one that's kind of tough for me. And I think that people, people that know me that are listening and probably are not necessarily going to agree with that, but it actually is, it's pretty, it's actually kind of hard for me, especially because I, with everything we have going on in this stage of life, my, I would say my social connections are very, very surface level. And when I'm in social situations, it's totally fine and have fine conversations and, you know, in the neighborhood that we're in, we're like in this little cul-de-sac area. So there's times when we're all out and things like that. And it's enough to kind of fill my tank where I being off base and not having any community, that was really difficult because you don't have, you have very, very limited social interactions. And for me, for most part with the girls swim schedule and stuff like that, like my time revolved around their schedule. And so you do kind of have an instant kind of little community 
regardless of how often you might talk or have somebody over for dinner. I had one really good friend that we connected very well with and uh, she moved to Hawaii a few weeks ago. So um, yeah. And I just, but I've always been the type of person where I'm like, I just need quality. I don't need quantity. Quantity gets overwhelming and is overstimulating Mm -hmm. for me. And it's interesting because anybody who's known me from my past, when I was young, like post-grad school, whatever, would say like, I'm super, super extroverted. And I do, I think, pull my energy from being out and being in surroundings. And I do like that, but I am very much the person too, that can pull back when I know I need to and recharge, like be discontent. You know, there's times where the kids where I'm like, I don't want any other children in my house right now. Like close the door, stop Mm -hmm. running in and out. I don't want any extra kids, you know? So it's, it's learning that. And I think a lot of that is like the ADHD, like understanding, like, yes, I need people. I need social, social situations, but at some point it gets very overstimulating and I have to pull back. And so I feel that I'm probably one where I connect just enough. I don't over connect (laughs) because I'm the type of person where, you know, sometimes it's, I'll sign up for things. And when that thing rolls around, I am, I'm not the same person who signed up for that. And it sounded like a great idea. And I try to convince myself like the day is going to come and you know, you're going to want to bail, but don't bail. And, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say I always bail, but I do my fair share of bailing out on stuff because I'm, (laughs) I have all these great things, but then I'm like, I, I don't have that in me today. So it is important though, to connect. We are not meant to live this life and go through this life alone and by ourselves. And so whatever that looks like, whatever level of connect of connection you need with people, you know, really try to figure out who, what that looks like for you and, and push yourself outside your comfort zone. If you are somebody that struggles with making connections or putting yourself in social situations, you know, just know, I mean, like life is a little bit easier when you get to share it with other people. Right. And that's a, you know, that's the big thing that you touched on is, you know, a lot of times we get so hung up on, you know, I usually have, I usually have a girl gang. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like I usually have a girl gang and then that's, I'm struggling with that right now. Um, but I'm not interested in just throwing myself out there for just anyone. And I think that as I get older, that definitely, because I do feel that, you know, um, I need that quality over quantity and that I do get overwhelmed and overstimulated. And I do realize now that I'm older that a lot of the feelings that I had and a lot of the things, my dog is losing her mind. Um, a lot of the feelings that I had were just because the relationships weren't the right kinds of relationships that I needed. And, you know, again, it's me, not you, <laughs> right. Um, it's but the problem, it's me. <laughs> I'm, I'm the problem. It's me. Um, so, but all right. So let's move into number five before my dog has a, a complete meltdown on the porch. Um, so look after your physical health. I cannot even begin to stress you guys, the importance of this, you know, taking care of yourself and looking after your health, not only is going to the gym and making sure that you're eating the things that you need to be eating, fueling your body, doing things like that, not only is it going to increase your dopamine and your endorphins, but you know, we don't have, we are definitely not the first ones to say that, you know, the quality of what you put in or the quality of what you consume 
definitely gives you the quality of the output and you're going to feel better, but, you know, making sure that you're making your health, whether that be your nutrition, your exercise, your mental health, any of those things, making that a priority so that you, you look and feel your best. Yeah. Physical health is a big one. And this is probably one too, where I, we've got some changes on the horizon. Uh, We are full blown in deployment season again, and that's that final kind of goodbye is on the horizon. And so there's been, that's just not been a priority for me the way that it has been in the past. Um, It will become that once we have settled into our new normal for the summer uh, and I get settled into solo parenting once again. But with this is one of those things where we can really get overwhelmed by everything that we think that, that, that this has to be and what this has to look like. And really it just has to be whatever works best for you. Whatever, however you can manage consistency with uh, taking care of your physical health, that is what you need to do. It doesn't have to look like anybody else's. It doesn't have to make sense to anybody else, but whatever it is that works for you, that is the right thing, you know? And so I think we get sometimes get caught up in, you know, seeing other people or this idea of what it is it means to take care of ourselves physically. And if you can't find consistency in what you're trying to do, you need to find something else. And so just, just figuring out what works for you and, and prioritizing that because, you know, you only get one body, you get one life. We don't get a second chance at this. So right, might as well make it a good one. Yes. And trust me, you guys, you, when you find ways to move your body that are meaningful to you and that are enjoyable to you, whether it be taking a Zumba class, taking a dance class, there are so many places right now that are offering like hip hop dance classes for adults. Like it, no matter what, and this goes back to that creative piece, right? So maybe you're, maybe part of it for you is getting that creative outlet by, by doing a dance class or something like that. But trust me, do something you, you will not regret it. Right. And it doesn't have to be what works for me. It doesn't have to be what works for Casey, or it doesn't have to be what works for the super fit chick on Instagram. Um, what it has to work for is you. And if it works for you, it will be, you'll make it consistent because you enjoy Mm it. Um, all right. So the last one, and probably, um, one of my favorite ones is, um, try to get enough sleep. You guys know I am the queen of sleep. You need that time to rest, recover, reset. This is when your body does a lot of work on the inside, the behind the scenes stuff that we don't see, make it a priority. You will never, ever, 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 ever regret not getting enough or getting enough sleep, right? We can regret every morning, getting up, feeling groggy, not getting enough sleep, right? (laughs) Staying up too late. But um, you're, you are not going to regret going to bed and getting a good night's rest, right? You might, uh-huh. however, you might, however, actually regret not having done it sooner when you realize how much better your body feels. And it is look one of those, I'm, it honestly, when I started getting into a solid bedtime routine and a solid wake up routine where I was getting up and going to bed at the same time. And I was making sure I was getting seven to eight hours of sleep every single night that I literally was like the day that I took Ritalin for the first time. <laughs> oh, this is what, this is what well-rested people feel like. This is what normal people feel like. 
Yeah. And, you know, to be honest with you, combining ADHD or ADD with being under rested, like, and not taking care of not getting enough exercise and not eating properly or like, that's like the worst combination uh, that you could do. Like, how can you expect to focus and do anything if you're not getting any sleep? So check those things, check those boxes, right? When you start having, especially when you start going off the deep end, like I go off the rails sometimes where I start to not feel like myself. And that's usually one of the biggest things. It's like, all right, what am I eating? How am I exercising? How am I moving my body? How is my sleep schedule? Right. Those are all so important. Listen, not enough sleep is like the Mecca of like disaster, especially when you're trying to like get your life together. Uh, you know, for me, the next few weeks, I'm, I'm already preparing myself because like my sleep is going to be completely off for the next several weeks. Um, not only just we, the in and out that's coming, but then the long deployment that's coming and my kids adjusting and me adjusting and all of the things. So even regardless of how many times I've done this, <laughs> when they first leave, like it's like my sleep is completely disruptive, you know, and that's okay. Cause I know that it's coming. <clears throat> and for the most part, I, I can adjust to that adjustment very well, you know, but it is important about this so, so many times. So at, at this stage of the game, and if many times we have talked about sleep, if you are still somebody that is struggling with sleep and you cannot figure it out, please send us a DM because we have so many little tips and tricks in our back pocket that we can help guide you guys on. But sleep is by far like the tier one root cause, uh, non-negotiable that has to be before anything else. I mean, I've told you guys before, like it's one of the first things that I ask any client that I work with is how's your sleep? How many hours are you getting? What does your sleep environment look like? Because if we don't fix that, everything else is going to not work. You know, you're just not going to, you're just not going to get the results that you want. You're not going to be as, you know, productive during the day, whatever it is, it's just not going, not getting enough sleep is going to hinder all of it. Right. And, you know, you mentioned that's one of the first things that you tell your clients. And when I have a client who is really having a hard time struggling with staying on track when, especially when they're in a fat loss phase, that's one of the first things that you ask is like, all right, how much sleep are you getting? Because if you're staying up late and your body is ready to go to bed, guess what? It's like, bitch, you need to eat because if you're going to make me stay up, <laughs> I'm going to need some energy. And guess what? Your energy, the main main source of energy comes from high sugar foods. So if you are reaching for cookies, says the lady who ate six Oreo cookies last night for dinner. Um, if you are searching for the cookies at 10 o'clock at night, and that's what's, you know, that's what is in your routine, then maybe it's time to look at, well, should I have taken my house to bed, right? Like that's, mm -hmm. I probably should have taken my butt to bed last night, but I will tell you, I also was the same person who I know I'm going on a trip for work this week. I'm going to be staying in a hotel. I normally don't sleep well when I stay in hotels. So I overnighted four bottles of sleep drops because I will never run out of those things again, <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you know, that's just, you know, like Casey said, those are that, those are the tips and tricks, right? We have a hundred of them. There's everything from you know, getting your routine and like, I have my 
my sleepy drink that I make every night and my sleep drops that I take and I go lie down and I turn my phone off and I read and you know those things help prepare me for bed right um so those are those are all really important yeah get your sleep get it it's important all right, you guys, my neighbors are starting to wake up and I start to hear all of the cars and the dogs barking and everything else. So I, we are going to sign off for today. So again, um, Casey, we're going to put those in the show notes. So you guys can get a good quick clip of those. But if you guys have questions, as always, make sure you send Casey or I a message. You can connect with us on Instagram at self-care project podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Check the show notes for details. And as always, you can connect with us on Instagram at self-care project podcast. If you're interested in joining us or there's something you want to hear about, please send us a DM. You can find me at caseystevens.com or on Instagram at caseystevenswellness. You can find me at stacygartner.com or on Instagram at stacygartner. Everything else is linked in the show notes. Take care and stay healthy, you guys.